Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Variety Radio Online. It is Tuesday, May 5th, and we are talking today with Michael Malarkey, who is currently playing Enzo on the CW's Vampire Diaries um, television series. Hello, Michael. How are you doing today? Top of the morning to you. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Uh, it, is, it is morning for us. I think it's like mid-afternoon for you. We were discussing a minute ago. Yeah, top of the afternoon to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump right into this. Uh, we've got a few questions um, we're going to ask Michael, as everybody knows. Uh, we take all of our questions from Twitter and, and fans on Facebook. And then um, hopefully we're going to have some time to open the lines and take a couple of callers. We do have um, a lot of people listening live right now, a lot of people in the chat room, not to make you nervous, but it's really cool. So um, first question is, what was the audition process like um, for Enzo? Well, I'd actually auditioned for a couple other roles on Vampire Diaries before auditioning for Enzo. I auditioned for um, Aaron and Jesse, actually. So Kendrick's part and Sean's part, um, which didn't go through. And I was kind of like, well, when am I going to get to audition for Vampire? (laughs) (laughs) And so the third audition ended up being for for Enzo. Um, So since I'm based in London, I sent off a couple self-tapes via my representation in L.A. And, um, yeah, I did auditions in American and in English accents. And, um, you know, I did a couple rounds and got the part. I I actually did a pilot for the CW the year prior called The Selection, which um, didn't end up happening. But for that audition process, I did, like, seven rounds of auditions plus screen tests in Budapest, and so they were kind of familiar with with my uh, my abilities and inabilities. Um, so I think that helped with the audition process, made it quicker for Enzo. Well, I'm I'm glad you got Enzo. I, I think a lot of people agree with me when I say that I, I think your character has uh, really brought something that the show was kind of missing this season. So well, I, I'm yeah yeah I'm glad you got the part, dude. We're, we're huge Enzo fans over here. Um, all right, so everyone wants to know, do you, as in Michael, have anything in common with Enzo? And if you do, what would that be? We're both um, incredibly violent and murderous. <laughs> uh, but other than that, no, um, I, we're both, I think, incredibly uh, loyal um, friends. Um, I, I think with, with any part I play, I find... A lot of similarities because that's partly the actor's role or a job is is to um, find all of those similarities, bring them close to you, so that you can inhabit this role without making it like you're you're playing a part, you know. Right. So I feel like we have a lot of similarities now that I've been with Enzo for roughly six months now, minus all the what? killing. <laughs> well, you know, on this show, sometimes you die, you don't always stay dead. So we're all crossing our fingers that Enzo's going to make it back from the other side. So we're 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 hoping for it. Um, <laughs> if you had control of your character's arc, where would you like to see him go? I'd like to see him start riding a motorcycle and wearing more leather. <laughs> Maybe a little more unshaven. It's all aesthetic. It's all having to do with fashion and hair, really, as far as character arc. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny, uh, we've actually interviewed a couple people that have said if they could choose something for their character to do, even on different series, it has something to do with a motorcycle and riding off into the sunset. So that seems <laughs> to be a, a pretty common answer. 
around no, around you around you Hollywood folks. <laughs> I'm a common common fellow. Common answer. <laughs> All right. So some people say that Enzo is kind of like the new Alaric. How would you separate the two characters? Uh, well, I, I know Matt Davis actually not too well, but I think he's a lovely, lovely guy. We just we have a completely different energy. I'd say the reason why people are comparing him is because they're both friends with Damon, who mm-hmm. both had an edge to him. But I, I think they're completely different. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they're completely different. I think at first I was kind of like, mm, but then as it as it goes on, it's like they're they're definitely different, and their relationships are definitely different as far as far as it goes with Damon. So. Yeah. Um, some people want to know, they said the Vampire Diaries are guilty pleasure. Do you have a must-have watch TV show that you have to watch every week or are you going to go crazy if you miss it? Oh, Game of Thrones. I'm heavy right. into that. At the moment. Yeah, it's, it's so good. So have you watched last night's episode yet? <laughs> Sorry? Did you watch last night's episode yet of Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, of course. Let's not talk about it, though, because I'm a real... <laughs> I hate spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have, I have a good friend uh, in that show. Uh, we went to drama school together. Rose, who plays Agreed, and I think she's just absolutely smashing it. So yeah, I don't think there's anything on that show that isn't. It's just, yeah, I, I just got into it uh, a couple months ago, so it's kind of fresh for me. But yeah, I absolutely love it. Okay, good answer. Good answer. Um, if you could play any other character on this show, who would it be and why? Oh man. Ah, God, I I tell you what, I mean, I'm going to have to take the easy answer and say I'm pretty happy playing the role I'm playing. I I quite like what Enzo's bringing bringing to the show, and he's kind of like a, I don't know, he's got a kind of anarchist rock and roll kind of vibe about him, and I think that's that's pretty fun. So, yeah, sorry, that's the easy way out. No, I'm I'm perfectly okay with that answer. That that means you're doing good with your character. You don't want to play someone else, your character's good. I like that answer. I'm content, yeah. I like it. I like it. So um, we hear that you're also a musician. So um, people would like to know what some of your future plans are as far as um, concerning your music goes. Yeah, um, I've actually just had a meeting um, the other day about this. So it's funny you bring it up. Um, My plan is to get into the studio um, as soon as I can. I've been rather busy, so it's been difficult. But um, as soon as I can, I'm going to record like, an EP, probably about five songs, um, and um, do a, a pressing of that and, and release it and just start the ball rolling and try to start playing some more shows, uh, get a group of musicians together that I can work with here, and maybe if I go back to the States, get some people I can work with there and just um, play in the downtime. You know, I mean, acting's my main priority. I want to stress that, you know, and, and music will always probably take a little bit of a back seat. But um, I, it's a huge passion of mine, and I was a musician before I ever was an actor, so it's in my bones. Yeah, and I think people are pretty good about balancing both, so I, you'll probably be able to do it. Yeah, I didn't think that could at first. I really wanted to focus on acting and, and, and felt like that needed to take up all of my creative energy in order to at least get the ball rolling. But now that things are kind of going, I feel like I have enough headspace to be able to balance both. Right. Okay, cool, cool. Well, do you have anything that um, particular that really inspires you when you're writing songs? Um, yeah. <laughs> Life and women. I was going to say girls, girls, girls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, 
I, I write whenever the inspiration takes me, really. I kind of know when there's a song there. And whatever comes out just happens to be I'm feeling dealing with it at any given time, I guess. So there, there probably are some similar themes of life and women and trouble and all that crap. Right. All right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Pretty simple. Well, what people write songs about. All right, so yeah. let's steer away from uh, a couple of um, of the character questions and music questions. We have a couple of fun questions uh, we want mm-hmm. to ask you. Um, so someone wants to know, if you were stranded on a desert island, what would be the three things that you would have to take with you? I'll take a blanket, a plane, and a boat. A blanket, a plane, and a boat. You know, no, nobody ever says... <laughs> no one ever says I bring a freaking boat. Like, yeah, that's I'd such a smart answer. I need a pilot as well, actually. <laughs> okay, so a pilot and a boat. <laughs> we'll figure out a food situation later because I won't be there long because I'm getting off this island on my boat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. Tell him to bring some sandwiches. No. I love that. That's awesome. Well, um,. What is one of your favorite places to travel? I recently, well, not recently, a few years back, went to Thailand and had the most amazing time there. Just uh, it's such a beautiful place to be, and it's it's rather affordable as well. So um, it's a great way, uh, place where you can spend a few weeks there and, and not hurt the wallet too much. But, you know, just getting up, getting a, you know, five dollar massage going down to the beach drinking a martini and having the most amazing curries and pad thai and stuff is just is bliss well that's awesome well since we're talking about traveling we got to talk about georgia a little bit because you you know vampire diet films here i'm from georgia i actually live um in covington so i'm like pretty close to uh where you guys film sometimes um so I want to know what your favorite thing as a native, what your favorite thing about Georgia has been. The Southern hospitality. <laughs> and it's so true. I mean, it was, especially after living in London for, God, eight years now, eight years I've been here. It's insane. Um, especially after living ever so long. And London's very brisk and, you know, people are, um, they're more held. You know, and and in the South, everyone's kind of open, and they're actually genuinely curious about you and what you're up to, and it just it just it's really really an enjoyable place to be when when the people are like that. And it was just a nice contrast um, after living here for so long. So I guess the the hospitality. A lot of people usually say the hospitality. Do you have any like uh, favorite restaurants or any favorite places that you figured out that you like eating around yeah. Atlanta? Yeah, actually, um, well, the Optimist is fantastic. Lovely seafood. I love oysters. Um, we all, I also um, discovered this place called um, Wrecking Bar Brew Pub, which is uh, just mm-hmm. near Little Fox. And that's just, it's it's got an English kind of pub vibe, and they brew their own craft beers, and the food's great, and really lovely staff, too. And that's where I like to go have a Bloody Mary on a Sunday and read the paper and yeah, that's a um, that's a cool place to go. Little Five, uh, there's a bar right across from that called the Yacht Club. That's usually where I hang out. Okay. My, uh, yeah, that's my little hangout right there, the Yacht Club or 
sometimes the porter just depends. The porter can get kind of packed. But, yeah, I love that little area. That's a, it's a great part of town. So. Yeah, what I love about the wrecking bar is it's kind of slightly off the beaten track, you know, so you kind of feel a little more exclusive. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And that the food in Little Five Points is just, like, the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's just, like, the best. All right, um, I just messaged Amy. I'm done with my questions. We blew through those. Okay. You, cool. Dang you. No, I'm just kidding. And uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna open up the phone lines and take a few callers. Um, Michael agreed to take some callers with us today, so it's really cool. I'm excited about this. Uh, this is one of my favorite parts of uh, what we do. So this is gonna be a lot of fun. So I think Amy's gonna come back over, and um, we're gonna take a couple callers. Great. Yeah. Okay. Um, the call-in number is seven one eight five zero eight nine four four zero and if you are out of the United States and you want to Skype it if you go to the very top there is a Skype button that you can call in through Skype that way or just call Skype with the phone number and we have our first caller and they are from New Zealand hi how are you not too bad how are you welcome Hi, thanks. Um, I was wondering, how hard is it for you to go from playing um, like nice guy Enzo to one that wants to absolutely kill everybody? It's an absolute pleasure, to be honest. <laughs> I, um, you know, it's 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 quite enjoyable to play uh, guys who kind of have nothing to lose and you know can be a bit bad and don't have to worry about you know morality and stuff. So yeah, you just kind of swap it with ease. I mean, if you if you have your kind of motivations intact of why you're doing what you're doing, um, it's it's easy to kind of swap. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I'm guessing you haven't been to New Zealand, otherwise you would have said that's your favourite place to go. I would love the best Western ever. <laughs> I totally Twitter stalk you, so. You know, you can come over and, you know, you can pay $5 for a massage. All right. I think I might have to do <laughs> The best oysters in the world, apparently, is from Bluff. Are you a masseuse? Oh, no. <laughs> I know some good ones, though. <laughs> right on. I'll well, thank you, you for your call. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, our next caller is, and they hung up. (laughs) I guess they were too scared. I have that effect on people. (laughs) They weren't screaming when I screened the phone call. I will say, while we're screening phone calls for a second, have you know? I I don't know if you uh, how much of the show you actually watch, but have you seen? William Shatner live tweeting about the Vampire Diaries and the originals because it's really funny. And he's been doing I, it every week. <laughs> somebody somebody retweeted a couple of his tweets about it and it did have me pissing myself. <laughs> Everything he would say was like, what's going on with blah, blah, blah? What's happening? It's kind of the confusion. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to follow him. I'll have to check that out. Is he like it's so funny. It's funny. And at first I was like, I, I was like, I wonder who he's paying to run his Twitter, but then I was like, no, this person's too good. I bet it's really him. 
Wow. Yeah, he he does. He live tweets. He live tweets every time. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, No, the caller that hung up hasn't called back yet. So um, we have one person on hold, though. Yeah, and that's Tosh. And when I went to screen the phone call, it sounded like she was walking and we were in her pocket. Oh, dear. Oh, she might have just been listening. Well. Yeah. It's kind of sad when we don't get phone calls. Oh, man, this date is real awkward. (laughs) (laughs) It saves me from uh, the embarrassment of uh, improvisation. I, know, I think that they're just scared. I think they're scared. Yeah, well, the chat room is crazy right now. Okay, <laughs> we got somebody calling in. We got somebody. Calling Let me go in. screen this phone call. I'll be back. All right. <clears throat> Not too bad. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. It's everybody's uh, hungover from Cinco de Mayo this weekend. That's what I think is happening. I was at Cinco de Mayo. I didn't celebrate this year, but, uh, I mean, usually it's, uh, I mean, we drove by a couple of places that were pretty packed, so. Well, it's a bank holiday Monday here in England, so everyone's off work, and it's a lovely day, so, well, it's kind of just getting a little overcast, but people are hanging about, you know, taking their shirts off, drinking cider in the parks. and like it. Yeah. Hey, Amber, yes. we have Jules on the phone line. Hi. Hey, Jules. Hi. What's Hello, up? Jules. Got a question for Michael? I do. Um, hi. Is there a cause or an issue going on in our world today that you are most passionate about or involved with? I'm not as involved as Ian, for example, um, or a lot of other celebrities that have taken charge, and I take my hat off to them because that takes a lot of work, and, and um, um, it's amazing. Um, for me, I, I, I care most about the state of the, probably the education system at the moment, and I feel like, for me, going to high school was pretty much a complete waste of time, and I think for a lot of people, they fail to see the validity of a lot of the lessons they're doing. And I think that the school systems need to shake up this old system and, and make it more relevant to modern modern day society. That's, that's great. I'm actually an educator, I'm so I completely agree. <laughs> Are you, right on. I'm clapping. I think we need to kind of have, you know, because so many people get jobs and they're, they're nothing to do with the marks they have on their report cards, etc. A lot of it has to do with what kind of people they are. And so there should be more things about character building and uh, teamwork and, and, and working together because that's why kids are in school and what they enjoy about school is the socialization factors. Why can't we use those kind of um, uh, aspects of, of learning uh, more within the classroom? That's brilliant. Oh, I love it. I just made it up now. So. <laughs> no, it's something I've been thinking about for a long time, ever since, ever since I left high school feeling confused as hell. <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I've actually said a couple of times before that uh, past eighth grade, I feel like it's just repetitive at that point. It's just yeah. re- it's just repeating the same thing over and over. I've been in college the last four years. I'm finally graduating in December. I can tell you that half of it was a waste of my time. <laughs> it's, it's true, and so. so many people feel that way, and they feel like they're being bad kids, and they're they're scolded for for behaving in a certain way when they just feel trapped and feel like they they. 
don't don't quite know how to deal with the feelings that they're having, you know. And um, I, I just think it really needs to change. It's an old, old system that's built on achieving grades and marks for the government, and that needs to change. I agree. Well, Jules, I agree. Well, thank you, Jules. That was an awesome question. Thank you. Thanks, thank Jules. you. Yeah. Nice to talk to you. Yeah. Hey, we're going to pick up yeah. our last caller. All right, we got one more. Let's see if it's a ghost. It is uh, Nadia, and Nadia is our Game of Thrones host here on Variety Radio Online. Oh, wow, Nadia. My mother's name. Oh, hi. <laughs> um, uh, just Michael, as a musician, I was just wondering if there's like a song that you sort of go to when you've had a bad day, or to help you through a day if you've had a bad one. I'll tell you what there is, because, um, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but I played Elvis in, on the West End um, for a year in a Million Dollar Quartet, the original London company. And um, I went through a heavy round of auditions for that show. And after every one, I thought, ah, screw it, that was time. It's over. And they kept calling me back. And I had no prior experience doing that kind of music. And so after every audition, I was like, oh, God. And I popped my headphones on and listened to If I Can Dream by the man himself, Elvis, you know. And kind of that was my way of going, all right, come on, just give me another chance. Hopefully you guys know I can do better than what I did in that room. And so that is that's my song, If I Can Dream by Mr. Presley. It's a good song. Yeah, and that performance song. of his comeback special wearing that white suit is just full of emotion and his return to form as a musician after doing loads of frou frou crap films. Some of them aren't crap. No, but he did a slew of them. <laughs> yeah, One he did a slew. Very old, you know, Alexander, all them. His acting is actually on point, you know. I was well impressed going through him doing my research. Yeah. I come from an Elvis family. Okay, so I'll be very careful with <laughs> so I just did not know that you played Elvis, and I'm going to have to find this. <laughs> well, Nadia, Nadia was going to be our last caller, but we actually had two more people call in. Do you got time for two more? Yeah, absolutely. I'm here with my coffee. I'm happy. Happy as Larry. Okay, I'm going to screen them real fast. Oh, wow. I'm being quiet. Because I've already had everything I have to add. And now I'm, like, dreaming dreaming of you as Elvis. Like, daydreaming. <laughs> well, should I, should, I, should I answer the rest of the questions talking like this? Is that, is that going to be here? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay. I'll make everybody confused. <laughs> I'll confuse everyone. Well, Nadia, thank you for calling in, and we have another VRO host. We have Rachel. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? Not um, too bad. My question is, uh, if you weren't doing, like, acting and music and all that, what would you want to do? Oh, this is a question that people seem to ask me a lot, and my answer seems to change. Um, I think at the moment... This may sound kind of weird, but I'd be interested in, um, I'll tell you what, male-female gender relationships and psychological dynamics. <laughs> um, it's something that I'm actually fascinated with. Um, I think um, being in a relationship is one of the most challenging things that we face in our lives. And... Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just I find it fascinating what what tends to work and what doesn't work and how how you have to kind of as a man especially be completely on your toes and in tune with with the woman that you're with to be able to have a positive and healthy relationship because the minute you start to slip away and just do your own thing she will start poking you in you know your weak spot until it heals <laughs> or you snap back so yeah I, I find it fascinating Cool. Okay, so I think um, a lot of girls just fell in love with you or one think you're the perfect boyfriend. So now they're going to be comparing you. Now they're going to be comparing all their boyfriends to you and you just broke a lot of people up across the world. Oh, God. No, I'm far from perfect. Man, I try. (laughs) I I really do. Well, Rachel, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. I don't think anybody's perfect, but I think that... uh, if more people had an open mind going into relationships the way that you just did about that, then, you know, maybe the divorce rate wouldn't be at 50%. <laughs> well, we come with a lot of baggage, and marriage actually doesn't mean squat in this current society, and that's kind yeah, of the problem, you know? We should we should feel like, you know, a relationship is something that's more important than just, you know, a bunch of chips you can cash in at a, at a, at a casino. I agree. I agree. I agree, too. Well, let's go to our next caller. Hi, you're on air. Hello? Hello, hello. Hi. Hi. So, what's your question? I want to know what his favorite part of being on a vampire diet is. Sorry, can you repeat that, darling? What's your favorite part of being on the vampire diaries? Oh, my favorite part of being on Vampire Diaries is, um, well, it's a couple things. Um, a, it's playing, being able to play a vampire, which is something that was on my mind. Uh, ever since seeing Interview with a Vampire, I was like, I would like to do that, please. I didn't get the long wig, but hey, it'll work. Uh, the second part is definitely the the people that I'm working with. I mean, the the family dynamic that is on the show is unreal. It's so warm, and everyone cares for each other, and, you know, we all are able to do our best work because of that kind of um, yeah, warmth. So, yeah, it's it's a sound group of people. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Have a nice day. Actually, that's how... Um, that leads me to a question I need to ask you that I usually ask people. Was it kind of intimidating coming into um, coming into a, a series that was, you know, already five seasons in, that had like a, a tight cast, you know, they're all PFF already. What was it kind of hard? Was it kind of hard doing that? Oh, of course, yeah. Um, I think I think it's the first time I've come into a, something that was already running. Yeah, yeah, it was actually. So yeah, there was there was a part of me, especially coming from from England, going, oh god. Here I go. I'm going to a network TV show. It's going to be a bunch of divas. But uh, there is not one diva. I mean, it, it, I'm probably the diva. Uh, it, it was it was incredible. And, and that sense of companionship immediately off the bat was amazing. I mean, all my first scenes were, were with Ian, and we got along so well. We got a lot of similar interests, you know, talked about music and all that stuff. And I just felt so welcome. Good, good. One of my favorite things that, because um, I, you know, I follow you on, I follow you on Instagram. One of my favorite things you Instagram this year was when 
you had text Ian and he had you as Enzo in his phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. In, we were we were in his trailer, and um, he's like, "Dude, can you send me that picture?" Because uh, I I found this picture of him uh, at a. Oh, what was it? He was at Mardi Gras. And I was like, dude, there was this one awesome picture that someone sent me of you, like, on the float. He's like, oh, okay. what are you sending me real quick? So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sending it to you now. And I saw his phone vibrate on the desk. And I looked over. I was like, dude, what the hell, man? I mean, your phone is Enzo. What's up with that? He's like, you're, you're Enzo. I'm like, you know, I'm like real. You know, like, I, I really am. You're actually Enzo to me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, but he's in my phone at the end. He's such a space kid. I love him. It's so yeah, funny. You're in good... <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Okay, uh, I think we're good on callers, and I think yeah, I think I think we're doing well. We're pretty good on time. So, depending on what happens towards the end of the season, you're gonna have to come back on. And you're more than welcome to come back on and talk about any of your projects whenever you want. As a matter of fact, right before we go off air, I will give you a chance to tell us about anything else you got going on besides the Vampire Diaries. And then uh, we'll let you enjoy your afternoon in London with your coffee. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, I am currently, uh, there's a program called Mr. Sloan coming out with Nick Frost as the main guy. It's by the Curb Your Enthusiasm creator, um, Bob White. And that's on Sky Atlantic. And I don't have the exact date yet, but it's coming out very soon. And I have a have a kind of cameo in that, playing a rocker dude. And then I think I'm in a couple episodes or something. So look out for that. I'm wearing some uh, funky 60s hair and wearing sunglasses. <laughs> so check it out. We'll check that out. That sounds good. All right. Uh, one more favor and we'll let you go. I'm usually at the end of each show. We're coming up on our, Amy, I think our five-year anniversary. And um, every year... Um, six year. Six-year anniversary. Six years. Okay, six years. Sorry. So I've been with us for... I've been here for four years. So we're coming up on our six-year anniversary, and we usually have people say, oh, hey, this is uh, Michael Malarkey. You're listening to Variety Radio Online. Just a little clip, and then each year we do an anniversary show, and we go back and we kind of relive all the interviews we've done throughout the year and stuff. So if you'd give us that little clip, that would be so super cool. Hey, this is Michael Malarkey, and you're listening to Variety Radio Online. Sweet. All right. Thank you so much for coming on today. Um, Don't be a stranger. Uh, Yeah, enjoy. We've got, what, two more episodes of The Vampire Diaries left, so we're all kind of on edge. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we're crossing. We're crossing. (laughs) Keep it crossed. Keep the toes crossed, too. Yeah, we got them. We got fingers and toes crossed that, that Enzo's going to that Enzo's going to make it into the next season. I'd actually be okay. And I'm going to say this lightly. I, if they had to get rid of a couple other characters to keep Enzo, I would be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm speaking out loud. So Julie, if you're listening, that's where I'm. That's where I'm at on this. So um, yeah. So nice talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Um, have a wonderful afternoon. You're welcome. You too. Bye. Okay, listeners, make sure you join us Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern for our Vampire Diaries recap. Um, Mike and I will be on talking. And, um, yeah, I hope you all enjoyed Enzo's, Enzo, look at me, (laughs) Michael's interview. (laughs) And um, later this afternoon, Amber, who are we talking to? We're talking to 
Sebastian, and I cannot pronounce his last name, so don't even ask me to do that. Well, you better pronounce it before we have him on. <laughs> I'll practice it before. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoy. Make sure you check out if you are original fans. Last week, um, actually Friday, we had um, Jasmine on, and she plays Monique. You can find that on our website, thevro.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at thevro. Our Facebook page is Variety Radio Online. We are on Instagram, Variety Radio Online. We are on YouTube, Variety Radio Online. YouTube, we have a couple of Vampire Diaries and original um, interviews up over there, too. So definitely check those out. And thank you for joining us. All right. Have a good night, guys. And I'll, well, good morning, I guess. Oh, my gosh. I'm so used to us doing this at night. So um, have a good morning, and I'll be back in a little bit. <laughs>